scrumptious bash delicacies at Alexander's Restaurant, and handcrafted vintage handbags with the Carmony Collection, all coming up on Star Style. Be the star you are with the Oprah of the Airwaves. Cynthia Bryan, stay with us. L'Oreal Online is about empowerment, building self-esteem and self-confidence with practical tools to also support enhanced communication. Host Laurie Davis will explore a minimum of 40 topics that will engage our listeners in not only examining their personal and professional levels of self-worth, but in fact will provide practical tools and techniques they can implement into their lives as soon as they leave the show. That's Laurie Online, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Studio A. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm always really excited to be your personal growth success coach here on the airwaves with you every week, bringing you the authors, the experts, and the professionals that help you enjoy a more fulfilled life. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams. Every week, Be the Star You Are showcases incredible authors and experts that are enhancing your everyday existence. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to empowering families, women, and youth at risk through positive programming like this show and improved literacy. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information or to make a donation. Everybody counts, especially you. Well, today you are going to enjoy a potpourri of fantastic guests, starting off with a supernatural thriller that is penned by J.A. Leary. It is called The Angel Hunter, so get ready for that. And then get your appetite whetted when Alexander Bernard joins us with his stories and recipes from his Naples, Florida legendary restaurant, Alexander's Restaurant. And in T42, our very own Heather Brittany unveils her one-of-a-kind handcrafted and uniquely designed handbags, clutches, canvases called the Carmony Collection. And she has some special offers for listeners. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, Adeline Cullen Ray said that angels have no philosophy but love. And I say that a mother's love is eternal and as deep as the galaxies. 
J.A. Leary is a mathematician and computer scientist who has worked on America's space program at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. His page-turning thriller is called The Angel Hunter. Welcome, John, to Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. How are you? I am wonderful. And your book was very exciting. As I've already told you, I read it in one sitting, and I just kept quickly turning the pages because I had to know what was going on. Now, you wrote in your bio to me that your inspiration for your protagonist, which is Victoria Hunter, was your wife, Annette, who is the mother of your four children, and you were married in 1987. Tell me how working for NASA and being married to Annette has motivated you to write this very supernatural jaunt. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, it started in, in my uh, middle 30s. I, I had a sort of a, uh, a spiritual awakening, if you will, and I started to read things outside um, the norm of, of um, spiritual teaching, including the Book of Enoch, which was about the fallen race of angels that came to earth and, and had an offspring um, with mortal women. Well, I was so fascinated with that book, I thought about it for, for months after I finished it, and my thought process was, if that was to happen to a young woman today, what would her story be? And what would she, how would she handle the, the Anarchian decree about what happens to the offspring of the Watchers? And um, I took that part of my imagination, and also my wife, who's very maternal and, and very dedicated to our children, and I spun it into this character. You know what's so interesting, John, is my, my kids call me Mama Bear, like B-E-A-R, because I am a Mama Bear. I mean, it's like you don't, you don't screw around with the kids, right? Right. And it's with, I think when you're a mother, you will go to any depths, just as Victoria had to go literally to the depths of hell. When I was reading The Angel Hunter, I truly compared it. I felt it was like a very good cross between Rosemary's Baby Indiana Jones and what dreams may come. Yeah, I agree. Has it been compared like that before? Uh, I've had a, uh, yes, and in, in, uh, some people have also, uh, one, one reader said it's a cross between the Lord of the Rings and um, uh, the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least uh, you're getting compared to really, really terrific movies. Yeah, and it's actually there's, there is some grumblings about uh, there's a production company in L.A. right now that has the book that's uh, breaking it down to see what the film potential would be for it. And I always thought that, that, would, that Victoria would play very well on the big screen. You know, I can totally see this book as a movie in, that, in the same genre of the movies that we are talking about. Now, I have some other questions about it. You're, the, the chapel is on Notre Dame campus, the grotto. Right. And, of course, you really get into some religious themes. There seems to have been a lot of research that went into this. Maybe that's your, your scientific and your mathematical background that's, that's getting into it. What do the different religions feel about this? Uh, what do Catholics have to say about it? And specifically, what does Notre Dame think about it? Well, the, the, I sent the book to Notre Dame, and the, and the curator at the bookstore read it. And when I first told her that the, uh, a good amount of the story took place at the Notre Dame campus, she was very excited. And um, when she finished the book, she sent me an email and said, um, don't bother coming for, for a book event because we can't, we can't support what's in this book. Um, I did speak with her directly, and I said, you do realize that this is fiction. And if you're going to be a writer without conflict and without controversy and without tension, in terror, if you're going to write uh, paranormal fantasy fiction, you have no story. 
and um, that didn't really seem to to move her very much. Um, I think one of the big problems is is that in the end, uh, Victoria has to shed all the dogma and the the, the mind structures of, of theocracy that she's been taught her whole life, and face the reality that she's a mother and she's just simply not going to accept what's happening to her children, and that shakes people uh, deeply sometimes when they when they when they think about it. Everybody in life is faced at one point with having to make that choice, and some people just aren't up to the task. In the book, Victoria is. Well, what I found so fascinating, too, was the different, the different priests that you had in the book, because having grown up Catholic and still being Catholic, I know priests in all of those situations. I know the ones that are political, as well as the ones who really believe in what they feel is the truth. You know, as just as your your hero priest that helped uh, Victoria get to the answers, and um, and I think that it's probably very difficult because religion is political, whether we like it or not. Yes, it is. And and one one of the things I did I did a book club, and um, we were talking about the, the parts in the book where um, the the spear of destiny comes into play in the, in the centurion Longinus, who was the in legend is the the centurion that pierced the side of Christ with the spear of destiny, and how that all plays into it. And the, and the thing that I, I had to explain to them was I said you, you're looking at it from from a from a very dogmatic point of view. Those tools that she had and the people that she meets along the way were there for her to empower her and to give her the tools she needed to have the, the victories along the way to be able to accomplish her ultimate goal. And that, to me, is really what religion should be. It should be something that empowers you to live up and to fulfill your destiny, not something that shackles the mind and binds the spirit and keeps you in this box and, and, and never able to, to come to fruition in your own, your own spirit in, into what, um, what you were meant to do on this earth. You know exactly. You're exactly right in what you're right. What you're saying there. Now I have some questions about the impregnation. You know, not only of Victoria, but of of her mother mm-hmm. with Victoria, because that was the one part that I wasn't sure. Was it? Are we dealing with because she had twins, and then it, we find out a little twist ending at the end, which I don't want to divulge. But are we? Is it always the the struggle between good and evil? Is that what we're dealing with? Because you know, obviously in Christianity we have the Virgin Mary, and I'm, and I'm sure that's part of the whole Notre Dame because mm-hmm. the Virgin Mary is over the grotto, and and that's who we look up to. But in this case, it was actually um, not a good being that had impregnated her. Right, and, and the, 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 the source of that was, was a fallen angel, a watcher. And um, that, a lot of what happens to her and her mother in the story is I got most of that out of research I did into the Book of Enoch and how the watchers operated when they came to earth and took favor with the, with the daughters of men. So as far as the, 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 the good-evil thing, um, I really think evil is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think these terrorists that are flying planes into buildings think that they're evil. Um, that was one thing I found fascinating when I read The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich by William Shire, that um, th- these these political animals, if you will, Hitler and his henchmen that came to power in Germany, did not think what they were doing was wrong. They didn't see themselves as an evil empire. They saw themselves as a purification vehicle for humanity. I don't think they lost sleep at night knowing what was going on in the camps of Auschwitz and, uh, and elsewhere. 
And that's the thing that's so frightening about that type of thing, is that when you have people of that mentality that believe they're charged by a higher power to carry out some mission, it doesn't matter what we, how you and I perceive the insanity of it. They think that they're right. I, I'm wondering if this is how kind of the whole world is, is that, you know, when we talk about terrorism, what's terrorism to us, for example, to the terrorists, we're the terrorists. So I, I suppose it, it's always good and evil is in the minds of the beholder. Right, it is in the mind. And that's and pretty much what you're trying to say in the angel hunter. That's true. And that's the thing that Victoria realizes is that, is that what, what is around her, the perception of the world when you are immersed in it, is really 90% of it is just a, a, a real time and a history of insanity. And until you actually recognizing the insanity is, is quite sane. And um, you can't get there under um, the yoke of, of dogma and theocracy. And all the ancient masters, including Jesus, teach consciousness. They don't teach doctrine. Um, the churches teach doctrine. The, the great spiritual masters do not. And that's where, that was the fork in ro the road for Victoria when she had to go the way that consciousness was leading her as opposed to where um, her spiritual and religious teaching from her, from her time she was a small child was telling her to go. I love the way, John, that you made Victoria such a, a strong woman, the CEO of her company, a very, very good negotiator where everyone wins. You know, and obviously she was well-respected and mm -hmm. loved and a go-getter. And at the same time, she had this ability to be this, you know, very devoted wife and then also this incredible mother. So... Again, I'm sure that's reflecting on your wife, Annette, but I really like seeing a strong female character, and I certainly would like to see this character in a movie. I would like to see Victoria become a serial, you know, a serial movie like the Superman or Superwoman series. Yeah, and, and the thing is that, that's interesting about that is that I did put some things in there that, where she does make some mistakes that, that a lot of women make. And um, the one I put in there that I wanted to really be glaring, especially to female readers, is was with her chief financial officer, uh, Peter. And the, ma the mistake that she makes with him is that, is that she thought she could change him. She hired him out of, college, out of, out of uh, Stanford as an MBA, saw, saw that he had potential, and thought that she could mold him into being something that she wanted him to be. And, of course, as you read the book, you realize that that's not the case. Um, and and that's, that, that is a really strong point that I, that, I, that I wanted people to pick up on, that with all her, her great qualities, she still suffers from, from that, that flaw that I think a lot of women do, and it usually it leads to bad things when they do that. Yeah, because women are known to really go with their instincts. Right. I mean, this is kind of what the women's, you know, listening to the woman's voice inside. Now, tell me, John, how did you come up with this this underworld? The characters in the underworld, the the horses in the underworld. It was. I mean, I felt like I was there. I mean, it, it just was so. Um, I felt so claustrophobic. I, I it just felt so ugly and brutal, and I couldn't imagine this for all eternity. Yeah. Um, well, that 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 comes from many different writings about what 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 uh, purgatory or or Hades or hell, whatever whatever label you want to slap on it. Um, and the thing that I, that um, my own evol uh, evolution and consciousness has taught me that, that that energies, no matter how evil we perceive them to be, um, are not destroyed. Um, they they live on, 
including the, the um, what the entities that rose to be the Third Reich, and um, consciousness is the only thing that can save them, whether they're in this world or the next. And of course, what Victoria battles in, in those dimensions is uh, still is insanity and unconsciousness, and these these. Um, um, what were people, what, which are now energies that she experiences, are still trapped in, 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 the, in the mind. And um, they can't see the insanity and they can't see that the, the, the wrong that they're doing. But it becomes so evident to her, even in a place of such extreme suffering and fear and, like you say, ugliness, when consciousness flowers in her it, 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 at the right time, she sees beauty. It doesn't matter what's going on around her. And well, that, and that one of the really... things that is said is the purest of all energies is the human soul. You write that. Right. And, you know, I mean, so there's the shadow writers that are coming in in the valley of, of the shadows, and you're just, you just feel, I mean, I felt so on edge, but then we have this incredible character, this Longinus, who we realize was at the crucifixion mm-hmm. and, you know, his redemption. And, and I, what I like so much about your book is you talk about that we have choice, that right. people, the human being has choice or free will. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times throughout the writing when you bring up the whole idea of the Nazis and Hitler and the coming again of the, of the Fourth Reich, you know, how it would rise up, you have very carefully put in that it was not through bloodshed or terror that Hitler came to power. He came to power because he was democratically voted in, which really gets back to the point, I think, of your book, of that we do have a choice to be good, to be evil. Right. And the thing that's very, very important about that whole scene there, exactly the one you're talking about, is that when Longinus explains to her, that and actually she has a, she has a dialogue with him. She actually explains to him that the reason that 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 part of history was so um, vulnerable was that when you strip away people's um, ability to work and feed themselves and care for their families, and someone comes along that promises them promises them jobs and food, uh, they're going to listen, and um, that is why. It is, she realizes uh, at that point that the whole world that she's dealt with her whole professional life when it comes to finances is really um, teetering on a new form of slavery because people are, are taught from a young age you have to go to job, you have to work, you have to pay bills, and they're, they're sort of um, trapped in that mindset. And when you pull the rug out from under them, you can definitely be in a position to have your way with them, which is exactly what the Nazi Party did. And, and again, the, the turn that you gave to it uh, in your book is that it's not going to be the Germans this time. Right. It's going to come, it's going to rise up in an area where you're very least expected in a, in a country that we all, uh, we mostly all trust. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, I liked, I very much liked your symbolism with having the spearhead of destiny. Mm-hmm. It felt to me that that spearhead of destiny symbolized, again, that all of us have the ability and the responsibility to be in charge of our destiny, and it's how we wield it. That's correct. Well, let's give out your website and so that people can get the book. The name of the book is The Angel Hunter. It is a supernatural thriller, a novel by J.A. Leary. That's L-E-A-R-Y. I tell you, I really recommend it. It is fast-paced, as I said. It's a, it's a cross between a, a, a Rosemary's Baby and What Dreams May Come and, and uh, Indiana Jones and 
probably Passion of the Christ. So go to theangelhunter.com or jaleary.com. John, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. The Angel Hunter by J.A. Leary. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. We're going to eat when we come back. Stay with us.